Welcome to Core Nourishment. I'm Annie Wagner, your host. This podcast is designed to empower, inspire, ignite presence, purpose, and intention in your day. Welcome back to the Core Nourishment Podcast. This is Annie Wagner, your host. Thank you so much for tuning in, listening, subscribing, and sharing the podcast with friends and family. It means the world to me. And if you haven't already done so, if you wouldn't mind just taking a moment to head to Apple Podcasts and offer a rating and a review, I would so appreciate it. If you are interested in being a guest, I would also love to hear from you. You can find me at anniewagoner.com or on Instagram at Core Nourishment. So I am jumping up with joy right now after having the incredible opportunity to interview Sylvie Oliveira for episode 56. She is a certified functional medicine coach, intuitive channel, transformational guide, and DNA sound activator. Her medicine basket, as she states, and I love, incorporates the understanding of food, meditation, quantum energy, universality, and spirituality to assist individuals in crossing the ocean of suffering to liberation. In this episode, Sylvie opens up about her childhood experiencing abuse and trauma and how her physical body and digestive issues led her to begin her deeper holistic healing journey. She talks about feeling our feelings, the everyday practice of letting go, becoming and being an observer, releasing all judgment, radical self-love, and wholeness. We chat all about Dr. Joe Dispenza's work and her personal transformation through meditation and also discuss Sylvie's love of music and how her gong came into her life after she attended Dr. Joe's retreat last fall. My heart is bursting with so much joy and all after interviewing Sylvie. She is full of tremendous radiance, knowledge, and unconditional love, and shares her wisdom and divine sound with the world. So tune in and feel enlivened by her presence. And if you are interested in signing up for Sylvie's upcoming course on the nervous system, attending her virtual group meditation classes, or booking a private session with her, please head to her website, www.sylvieolivera.com. Sylvie, it's so wonderful to see you again this way. Thank you. It's so great seeing you. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for asking me. Oh my gosh, my pleasure. Um, So for listeners, I had the opportunity to see Sylvie via Zoom. I haven't met you in person, but last week um, and was just so excited to dive deeper into conversation. So Sylvie, I love to begin with the question, what is lighting you up? What is nourishing your soul today? Yeah, great question. Thank you. And uh, it definitely is a gong. <laughs> so it's sound is definitely lighting me up. And as you mentioned, uh, you saw one of the videos I posted this morning, and I've uh, recently uh, just made a commitment with myself to play the gong every day for at least 10 minutes just for myself. And possibly two times a day is what I'm aiming for. And to see what comes out of that, to see what shifts I see in my body. And I've already been seeing some things shifting. And uh, so there's the excitement of learning more about sound with the direct experience of it. 
And my gong that I recently uh, have added into my uh, medicine basket, as I like to call it. um, I love that. Has so, uh, it is such a fascinating instrument. And it's like every time I sit with it, it plays something new. It plays something I've never heard before. I have a different experience in my body. And and it's like we're working together, the gong and I, because I'm deeply listening as to how to strike it next. And so there's this, you know, feedback between me and the gong. So I have to say that it's just right now all about gongs. It's what's making me really excited. (laughs) I love that. And I can literally like see the the joy pouring out of your eyes and your smile right now. Sylvia, that's so beautiful. Thank you you for sharing and for listeners yes i had the opportunity to listen and i've listened a few times sylvie since you've started exploring and playing with that with the gong sound um Mm -hmm. choose to your sound baths on that you've shared through video and um especially when i put my headphones in like just the the energy i can feel like vibrating through my entire body is so powerful so i strongly encourage after this podcast listeners that you check out Sylvie and um and just the sound that you create um is so beautiful so i'd love for you to share i know you told me last week <laughs> your mm-hmm. story about um i guess finding your gong um and and like calling this kind of sound into your life but i would love for you to share with everyone here um that story yeah so the story is specifically about the gongs awesome um yeah that's a fun story so um let's see where do I want to start with that I'm gonna say that I'm gonna start with it with uh, attending a Dr. Joe Dispenza week-long retreat and it was a very transformational week and so I came out of that and through the months of September and October really just dove deep even more into you know what I was creating every single day and who I was being and really made a lot of time for intentional work. And this would be either through meditation or through walking meditations. And through that experience of those months, um, you know, the practice that I you know, try to follow is just to follow what inspiration comes forward, right? So to be led only by inspired action always. And so there was this inspired action of that I'd like to have a gong, <laughs> which was just felt like a game out of nowhere. But I was, you know, watching others, I guess, play online. And and it just, you know, was like, oh, I have to have this thing, you know. And <laughs> and so to me, that's inspired action. And I'm just going to follow that. And at the same time, you know, I questioned it because I've never heard one live. I don't even know anyone who owns one. And I thought that was pretty strange how I was going to have one of these things one day because I have actually no direct experience with one. So I let that go, as which I try to do with any sort of new experience that I'm having. And I um, was continuing my meditations and continuing, you know, uh, what I wanted to create every day for myself, which is excitement and joy and curiosity. And also within that work, it's, you know, if we want our lives to look different, if we want our lives to change, we have to do something different. And I tend to stay home a lot in terms of working from home. Mm-hmm. And I decided in this one week that I should actually probably venture off and start going to coffee shops again and doing a little bit of work, you know, a little bit of checking email, whatever it is. And so I decided to do that this one week. And I randomly, and I say randomly because nothing is random in air quotes, 
I met someone who, through conversation, uh, said, oh, I know someone who owns gongs. And I was like, oh, amazing. And this person directly connected me to this other person immediately to uh, a gong player in my city, right? And so I connected with that person. And then in that same week, I went to a party and I met someone else who actually plays gongs. So, oh so within, you know, uh, a few weeks of me having the desire of wanting a gong, I met two people in one week that actually in my city that play them. And then I went to finally have my first direct experience with a gong. And I was, oh, I have to have one now because I had very profound experiences with both and specifically with one, um, I immediately got dropped into a tunnel with all my fears and was there with them and, you know, knew how to surrender and just be with it. And then basically I went on this whole journey during this gong kind of experience on the gong bath and eventually like ended up in Egypt and, and ended up in a ceremony and, and all this stuff. So, you know, I came out of that and I was like, okay, I don't know why, but this gong is for me, like clearly I need to, to get one. And, and then, you know, that led to eventually um, one of the friends asking if I wanted to go and look at some gongs. I had no intention of buying one, but of course I fell in love with one. And, yeah. and so that's how it's arrived in my home. And now I'm, you know, playing with it every day. And, and the coolest thing is my kids literally ask me before I go to bed, especially my son, he says, can you do, can you do your thing? Oh my <laughs> gosh, that's beautiful. I'm like, what, what, what thing? He's like, do all the things to me tonight. And I'm like, what oh. things? He's like, all of it. And so he refers to the tuning forks, the crystal ball, the gong, all the sound tools, you know, that I have. He wants to hear them every night. And so, you know, so it's, that's how, that's how the gong came into my life. <laughs> oh my gosh. Sylvie, I'm like teary to imagining your son, um, just opening his heart to all of that and and what is happening for him and within his own experience and body because you're because you're gifting your children also this sound bath um and exposure and um just transformational experiences that's like i'm teary that's so beautiful and i love that he asks too so um so i have all these questions because i have had the opportunity to i think i've been to two gong baths um kind of in conjunction with yoga, um, but it's been a long time. And and even still, I don't know much about um, the specifics, um, Mm -hmm. except for just that I know, wow, like I love the the different sounds. So I'm assuming, but I'd love for you to share, like are there, there are different um, tones, different specific gongs you can can purchase or play with. Um, So I'd love to know just kind of your explanation of that. And then, what what drew you specifically to the one that you that found you? <laughs> and that yeah, you found? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm still learning about gongs myself, um, so I'll, I'll share what I have gathered so far. And I did actually go to a workshop as well with um, a wonderful gentleman by the name of Mike Tembero, um, who's <clears throat> I think is from Philadelphia and world renowned um, musician. And gives two hour, um, offers two hour sound baths that I experienced and were incredible. So, um, yeah, there are many different gongs. I mean, there's many different brands they are made from different materials. They have different sounds. And essentially, you know, what it comes down to is trying to play them or trying to see as many as you can. And it's the experience you have with it 
that makes the decision whether you buy it or not is what I found. Because when I went shopping for this one, which the store maybe had a hundred, like it had a lot. And I walked wow. in, and I was like, oh, I'm certainly not buying one because I don't even understand how you pick something here. <clears throat> but eventually you you sit in front of them and you start to notice the different tones. And so some are really low resonance, you know, and then some have such multiple layers. They really all do. Like the the gong is such an interesting instrument because once it gets played, there are so many overtones that are coming off of it. And it's why it's a wonderful meditation tool because it really cuts out the noise in the brain because your brain actually gets, it kind of gets a bit confused because there's so much coming at it that the chatter has to kind of stop and you're just taking in the sound, right? That's the magic I think that a gong mm. has. Plus you can strike it in a way that's very um, calming and you can strike it in a way that's very activating, right? So whoever you're playing for or playing for yourself, you can have a different experience with, with how you are striking basically the gong, like whether it be hard or fast or all these different techniques. And, you know, they're, they're made um, at this point, like the ones I got, uh, the one I have is from uh, China and it's called a Chao Gong and it has a very deep resonance. It's 94 Hertz. And that just really um, spoke to me in, in the experience I was having as I was listening to the gong and so, you know, they're made of different materials, like mine's made of bronze. Um, yeah, so I don't know if that answers the question of, you know. Oh, yeah, definitely. Can. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, wow, that's beautiful. Have you always been drawn to, would you say, like music and sound, Sylvie? Yes, I've definitely yeah. always been um, attracted to music and interested in music. I didn't really, I didn't play any instruments, but... You know, at one time when you, you know, you kind of pick the, your career choice and then you, you start thinking about, man, if I could just do, if I could, well, if I could choose really what I wanted to do, which is our limited mind talking at that point, right? It would be to be a DJ and to play beach volleyball. So those were my oh, two things. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> those were my two things that I always thought that I would just love a life if I did that. And I would say that to myself probably about 20 years ago. And so what's interesting is now that I am playing instruments now, and I'm certainly not a musician, but I'm playing, you know, a crystal bowl and I play a, a frame drum and I have a rattle and I have you now my gong. And I play beach volleyball and I play volleyball. So that's weaved into my life you oh know, my at this gosh, point with, with two children and all the rest of it. And I still play every week. So, so, you know, sometimes those crazy dreams or these thoughts that we have that we think, oh, I could never do that because we're so limited in our thinking that it has to be a career in the mm -hmm. sense that I have to make money from it. And so at some point I realized I should give up the idea that well, I can never do those things because I'm not going to make money off of it. But why don't I just interject them into my life and just yeah. have fun with it? And so, you know, volleyball was the first thing of getting back into that after like having children and, you know, not really having time with little babies. But um, and then sound eventually came in because I did realize that I love music, like love, love, love music. And then, you know, got introduced to kind of Kundalini music and got introduced to mantras and all this other stuff. And realize, wow, I really love sound. And, and I think it was from there that was the stepping point that then eventually like a crystal bowl was probably actually, sorry, a frame drum was the first thing I got. And then a crystal bowl came next. So eventually these little 
tools and these sound things came in. And then I realized, oh, I could play with this in a different way and actually add it into my life in many different ways in terms of my work and in terms of my personal use. That's beautiful. And like talk about awakening creativity in your in your own body and your mind and yes. breaking through. I love that you share that too, Sophie, because you're right. Like I think there can sometimes be that limited belief that um, you know, we need to make whatever this dream is or should have made it a career and now it's yes. too late. Yeah. Or just that I, I find myself too sometimes stuck in, well, it's just it's too late. Like I should have started that years ago when no, actually we we can begin anytime, any, and no matter how old we are or what's going on in our lives. Um, so I yes. love that you just, you shared those things. Yes. That's one of the biggest excitements I have at this point in working with clients is that is it's never too late for anything. And, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm experiencing that myself and that it's part of where my work has also shifted into is being more of a guide in that way and helping women, I have to say, I would probably work mostly with women after they've had children and, um, or, you know, still have young children and um, encouraging them and inspiring them and helping them see that it's not too late to do anything and that we should look to our childhood and see what are the things that we were excited about when we were kids or that lit us up. And can you somehow add that into your day now or into your week now to cultivate joy and then just see where that breadcrumb leads. It doesn't have to mean that you're going to change your career, but it it could mean something. And you don't know until you start following those breadcrumbs. And so that's part of what I just so love to encourage when I work with clients and, you know, getting out of that limited mindset, because I certainly was in that myself. And now to me, it's like anything is possible. Just think unlimited. Anything is possible. Yes. That's that's incredible. I love this. I actually just this morning, Sylvie, shared on my wellness portal for women. Um, the theme for our week was all about like let's play, you know, and no. talking about how how as adults in general, it's like we just I'm gonna, you know, generalize, like lose our connection to to everyday play. Um, and yet in my belief, play and joy and pleasure are such essential ingredients, you know, to yes. our well-being. So, you know, what, what does that look like? And it doesn't mean we need to like go play volleyball for an hour, but mm-hmm. you know, if you have 10 minutes, mm-hmm. um, I'm thinking about you right now, like, yes, mm-hmm. like you're, you're committing to 10 minutes of play with your gong, um, you know, or maybe it's um, just getting outside in the woods or like, what is that for, for people? So I love that. Um, yeah. We're just very on the same wavelength in this exact moment. Um, so I appreciate you sharing about that. I would love for you, my brain is thinking like I'm. I'm definitely want to talk about your your work and what you're um, you're coming into and really expanding and, and opening up to um, with your business and transformation. And before that, I'd love for you to share a little bit about your like childhood and whatever you feel comfortable sharing from your story that's led you to then do this work that you offer around supporting women. Um, and guiding them because I know on your website and from just a little bit that I know about you, you talk about like really struggling with suffering. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm curious to know like what your relationship to suffering was and what that looked like. And then what helped you break through suffering to find freedom and this new version of yourself? Yeah. Well, thank you for that question. It's a big one. It's it's yeah. in my whole <laughs> life. I can feel it coming up in my heart as you ask the question. And, uh, 
you know, at this point in life, I've come to realize that everything that happens to us is purposeful and everything that happens to us is always divinely orchestrated, whether comfortable or uncomfortable. And with that new awareness that I've had in recent years, it's helped me understand my life and helped me understand why it's all happened to what I offer today. And certainly I came into this life into a family that um, there was a lot of pain and there was a lot of suffering and, you know, nobody's fault. They didn't know any better, but certainly, you know, had witnessed, experienced and observed a lot of abuse, you know, in my home. So that I think led to a lot of digestive issues <laughs> mm. that started to really become prominent. I noticed within my, I guess my twenties. And as life is always being divinely orchestrated, I got introduced to alternative medicine at some point in my late twenties uh, as with a natural path. And then, so that started the journey for me of learning more about the physical body. So my path um, has definitely been through the physical. So the physical body giving me the information that it wasn't happy and that I needed to find out like what was going on. I didn't want to live this way anymore. So, um, so it was through that journey that allowed me to learn more about myself and learn about, you know, that I was sensitive to gluten. I was sensitive to dairy and, and to, you know, remove some of those things and to start to feel a bit better physically. And, and it definitely made a shift. So, which was great. Um, and then I would say from there, Felt really good. Then I had children, which are wonderful. And sometimes coming with children comes with a lot of exhaustion. And I would say also because I wasn't someone who learned before how to take care of myself. I didn't really know that before. I only saw mothers, aunts, and grandmothers who kept giving and, you know, to the detriment mm -hmm. of their own health. So that's what I learned. That was a model for me. So that's what I did. And so here I was again in another physical body um, kind of you know, a bit of a breakdown. And I had to learn again of, okay, how do I change this trajectory again? And it was certainly affecting my brain health because I was, you know, waking up really foggy and couldn't get out of bed and that sort of thing, just from, you know, the few four years probably of, uh, of not sleeping. And for my physical body, not sleeping was very hard on it. You know, others, you know, everyone's body's different and it just was really hard on me. So, you know, that, um, so all of those experiences really taught me about the body. It was very much uh, learning about that, which got me to uh, becoming a functional medicine uh, health coach, um, which also started the journey of questioning, well, what is it that I really want to do? That was the other part of it that was simultaneously happening. And so which led me to becoming a health coach and leaving uh, previous careers, which were actually in, um, in corporate, because that's what I did before. So now I was totally changing, you know, lanes and moving into more of a health approach. And, and then through that, I started to feel better. And then through that, I think what ended up happening in 2018 is I found uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza, Bruce Lipton, and Psyche. And they all kind of came in at once, again, divinely orchestrated. And now mm -hmm. I started to delve into the energetics and into the emotional part. Because prior to that, I was very focused in the physical and understanding that a lot of my digestive issues came from, you know, the abuse that I saw and witnessed and experienced as a child. So I started to understand that a bit. But now I was really diving into like the mindset and diving into the energetics of what we do every day. 
And, um, you know, and then from there kind of the, you know, it, it's evolving at this point that sound um, has come in. So, you know, th- so the journey for me in this life has really been about learning how to forgive and learning unconditional love. That truly has been the theme of my life because of having, um, you know, a father who just didn't know better. You know, he loves us all, but he didn't know how to, you know, how to communicate and and take care of our emotional needs. And so, um, so those have been the themes of my life really is forgiveness. Can I forgive my dad? Right. Which I have. And then forgive myself because certainly I have not been perfect also along this journey. And I've had a lot of, you know, false steps. And so I've had to learn this deep forgiveness of myself and of, you know, one of my parent figures. And also then through all that, I still have unconditional love and to learn actually how to re-love myself, reparent myself. And at this point, really have such a deeper understanding of self-radical love, right? That is just me sitting at my gong for 10 minutes. That's radical self-love that I choose every single day, right? Uh, When I get off a call and I might feel drained, the radical self-love is I go for a walk immediately, even if I know I have a list of things I'm supposed to do in terms of like emails or whatever, but I prioritize that I go for that walk. Right. So these are things I didn't know back then that now I understand. And that has led me to this journey where I feel my body is at the best health it's ever been, you know, better than in my thirties because of my understanding of all the energetics of it now and understanding that my energy doesn't only come from food but my energy comes from actually who I'm being, right? And yeah. am I being conscious in every moment? Am I going to complain, blame, and shame today? Like, what am I going to do today, right? And and I certainly fall into those traps with my children. They're probably they're obviously my biggest gurus, as most parents yeah. <laughs> find that they are, because they know how to shine that flashlight on you, um, you know, unconsciously of all the things that need to be shored up within you. And so, you know, they're my gurus that way. And I started to recognize that I, you know, have a tendency to do certain things with them. And then once I shifted that, the energy is abound, right? So, so I say all that, just that, you know, I had the first experience in my journey, which was all about the physical body. Mm. And then the journey shifted more into the energetics and into the emotional, spiritual part of, you know, what I was doing every day and who I was being every day and started to kind of heal those parts of my past and the trauma. Cause I certainly experienced a lot of trauma as a child. And so that has helped me truly to have actually compassion and have understanding for, you know, friends or, but for clients that I'm working with, because I get it. I know, you know, I've, I've experienced actually some pretty bad trauma where um, I've had to go through many, many layers of, releasing it, blocking it, unblocking it, forgiving, you know, letting go. Letting go is a big theme. We're always letting go. There's always something to let go of, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Thank you, Sylvie, so much for sharing all of that. I imagine there are um, people listening right now who can very much relate to pieces of your story. So, um, and just the truth about how just deeply connected it all is, you know, like it makes me just think about um, 
you know, clients I've worked with, other people I know and, and myself included, just how, you know, our different experiences and traumas um, live within our tissues and, mm-hmm. and deep in our bodies so that we can, yes, focus on one aspect, maybe the physical and the digestive. And, you know, there's so much more um, to be explored and um, that can help support our healing. And that, and as you said, it's like this constant constant revisiting and practice of letting go yes. um, and coming back to compassion, um, which is so freaking hard. I think I, I know I've struggled a lot with just inner critic work and, um, mm-hmm. and having compassion for myself. Um, so I'd love to, I'd love if you're open to it, to share like where in your body, when you're feeling resistant or that's that you're struggling to, to feel um, or come back to compassion or unconditional love, as you said, this radical love, where do you feel that in your body and and what is one practice? I know you, you've been sharing about your gong, mm-hmm. um, but one practice that you do to help yourself yeah. soften back again. Yeah. I have found that most of, you know, the little things that come up every day of the trauma or, you know, what I notice when there's resistance is that it tends to fall, fall into the column between, you know, the throat down to the solar plexus, I would say, like, that's where it's always in there. So it could be the heart one day, it could be the throat one day, it could be the solar plexus another day, but it's always in this range for me. Right. And uh, I certainly have a lot of practices at this point, but the true one and true one that's always works and that I always come back to, and you don't need any tools for this one is to actually stop when something comes up and to feel into it. And so, you know, sometimes it's not appropriate because you're making dinner and all of a sudden a wave of an emotion comes up. So, you know, I may not be able to do it at that point, but I will remind myself to revisit it later and either journal or sit with it. But when something comes up and I'm alone, I immediately um, move to the floor and I always just want to sit for some reason. I sit on the floor, I close my eyes and I check in to see where it is in my body. And I just fully feel it. And I do my best and I remind myself to stay out of my head. So I'm not saying any stories while this is happening. There's no, I'm not talking about anything. I'm literally saying, so where do I feel this? Wow, I feel a tightness in my chest. And then hopefully, I say hopefully because I love crying. Hopefully tears come. And Me then, too. <laughs> yeah. And I just let the tears go. And I, I fully, fully feel And every time the mind wants to say something, I just kind of let it go. And then I come back to, okay, where do I feel it now? And I just fully feel. So that's how I usually work through resistance is to actually take note the moment it shows up and to stop everything I'm doing. And I like to move to the floor personally. And I just allow myself to fully feel with no shame, no judgment, you know, with nothing, just pure holding myself essentially. And then just, you know, at the end of that, um, you know, asking maybe what do I need? And I find like this sort of practice, what I've come to witness through it over the years is that it goes so quickly. And I think the biggest fear people have is that when they, if they sit down and they do this, that they're afraid they're going to be like crying for hours And the truth is you don't, it's actually like seconds. And I think that there's some study out there that floats around that an actual, uh, an emotion that comes up for someone is actually only 90 seconds. 
ever of what it's experienced. We take it to hours and days and weeks and months and years because of what our mind, the story that we're attaching to that emotion. But the actual emotion itself is usually, you know, within minutes. And I find that if I just allow myself to feel fully that it goes so quickly that I'm ready for to kind of get up. I'm like, okay, now I'm fine because I allow myself to feel it as it comes up. And that's the number one thing that I, that I always do. And again, but especially with no judgment, no criticism and no um, not getting into any stories about what it is just fully feeling. And sometimes there is some dialoguing that needs to come out of it. Then I might take it to a journal but then mm-hmm. feel like because there was a release, there was an emotional and energetic release. It feels a bit more clear to then just write from the place. And what I usually like to say to myself is, you know, who's, who's responding right now? Is it the wounded Sylvie mm. or is it, you know, the higher self, the higher aspect of me? Right. Mm-hmm. So I always try to distinguish those two things too. Sometimes when I'm doing this work is, you know, Who's coming forward here? Is it the wounded self or is it the higher self? And that helps kind of then sift through the layers of whatever's coming through. Oh my gosh, Sylvia, I have so much incredible disrespect for you. And you make it sound, I know I know it has not been easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's taken a lot of intentional loving practice. Um, and you make it sound, you do make it sound so easy. I'm like, how is it like at age 43 I, I i finally feel like i am starting to and i'm gonna i was gonna say figure it out right that's the mind <laughs> yes yes <laughs> but i i i just i love the sharing it is so so powerful and i struggle with it so much <laughs> mm. um just the allowance of feeling without judgment um and i it's such an aha of like yes we when I do allow myself to feel and move through it with so much more ease and feel so much freer, um, faster than when I, as you said, like resist and fight it for, for hours, for days, for weeks, yeah. and then live into the stories that our, our minds create. I feel like I almost had early training for this and practice, which, you know, going back to what I really believe that everything is purposeful and everything's divinely orchestrated because for some reason as a child, I intuitively knew that, or this is what I used to do when I was a kid is I would just cry my eyes out, you know, ball my eyes out when my parents were fighting about whatever. And it was, you know, pretty intense. And I, I somehow knew I would tell myself tomorrow will be a better day. I just need to cry right now and go to sleep. And I know tomorrow will be different. And I used to do that as a child. And I remember that. And so it's like that practice has kind of carried forward in that mm-hmm. sense. And then in recent years, you know, if the one biggest thing that I think any of any human could do, and especially women, is to really work on dropping the self-judgment. That, that like it that has changed a lot since I've really focused on that piece specifically, is letting go of that program of self-judgment. And it's a simple practice of noticing every time you do it. That's all. Noticing yeah. all the tiny little judgments and not even just about the self, but of the external. Mm-hmm. And it's tiny, right? We could just judge anything, like the smallest, stupidest thing. But you know what? You judge one thing, you judge everything. And then mm-hmm. you certainly judge yourself. So I started to untangle that a few years ago. And I find that that 
like as you mentioned it, you know, the self-judgment piece, the more that we can really see all the ways that we're doing it every single day, the more that the self-love is just so much easier. It kind of just flows afterwards. You don't even have to, you don't have to, you know, try to self-love yourself, right? You don't have to try any of those things. It, it just appears, you know, through the alchemy of fully letting go of judging everything and anything. And what opportunity to, you know, I, um, I'm thinking about, you know, myself, but then other people who might be listening who are like, but I, wow, like I do live in that judgment zone, you know, it's like, and instead of criticizing yourself for that, yes. maybe living in the judgment yes. zone, that, like what a doorway of opportunity to yes. just begin to, I like to say, like befriend that part of yes. you, love that part of you yes. um, and ask, you know, ask, I guess, why you know there's reason and purpose for that protection and then how to move through that um so powerful sylvie (laughs) i'm just in i mean i'm just in so much all of your experience and also your intentional um your intentional healing work that you have been living in and then now are are offering for, for so many people um so thank you again for sharing all that I'd love for you to share a little bit more about your experience with Dr. Joe Dispenza. I know you and I had the opportunity to talk yeah. personally about um, his approach and his work, um, which I have more recently been really um, leaning into and practicing. Um, but I'd love for you to share. I know you mentioned you went to one of his retreats, um, but um, perhaps like your experience there and and one of his meditations um, that you're practicing every day right now that's really transformational for you. Yeah. Uh, who is a big one. So Dr. Joe, I love his work. I think it's like he's one of my favorites that are out there for sure of because what he's doing and what he's allowing people to learn about themselves and to teach themselves in terms of a new way of being. And uh, like I said, I found his work in 2018 and um, had incredible results about six months after doing his meditations in terms of um, some career opportunities that came in and literally matched what I was putting in my intention. So I was just blown away that it, and it came out of nowhere, which is what Dr. Joe often says, which is, you know, things come out of nowhere, which they don't, because really you're, you're, you know, through all this work, right. We, we change timelines and we change energetics around us. And then all of a sudden we match what we are being right. So, so that, you know, happened. And so I, so I was definitely a believer when I, when I had that direct experience and um, I just really wanted to attend a retreat at some point. And so he came close enough that I could drive um, from Canada. So I uh, went to the retreat. The retreat was amazing. Hands down, the retreat is transformational. It's a week long. It's a lot of meditation. Like it's about 30 hours or something. And um you know, the biggest theme for me at the retreat was really seeing and understanding that I just need to get over myself. Because <laughs> as, you, you, as you do these meditations, like six hours every single day, all like broken up, uh, you, you like, you know, when you hear the expression of you got to get out of your own way. Oh, you know, yeah. at, at this at this retreat, I was like, oh, that's what that means. I actually really get it now. <laughs> I'm literally in my way all the time. So oh it, my gosh, yes. It, it's like this, he's it's such a great retreat because it really is teaching you how to overcome yourself. And it's doing it through, you know, the tool of meditation. 
but you're you're so learning how to overcome yourself all the time in every moment, right? And so with every meditation, it's you have to overcome, you know, your thoughts, your urges, your all these things and just settle back down and just be, right? Because just being is the most important thing that we can do, right? Because when we just be, we realize in this now moment, as I put my hand on my heart and I close my eyes, like everything is fine. Like mm-hmm. everything yeah. is fine in this moment. So just be, right? So um, so I love his work. And then one of my favorite meditations of his is um, tuning into new potentials, which is the one I started with in 2018. I still do it to this day. There's so many, though, that he has. But um, that is one of my favorite. I love starting the day with that one specifically. I, I probably do the blessing of the energy ones before I go to bed. But uh, tuning into new potentials is a great way to start the day because you're, as the title says, you're tuning in uh, in your frequency and your emotions to what it is you would like, you know, you know, your life to start to move towards or what you want to bring in or what you want to manifest. So you're, you're taking that conscious effort through breath and through thought and through feeling to align with that, which you want, you're tuning into it. Right. And so many of us don't spend any of our day as Dr. Joe says, you know, we obsess about our problems. Well, he mm-hmm. would just like us to start obsessing about <laughs> our amazing future. Right. Yeah. It sounds yeah. so great. Like if you took some of that time of, of obsessing about X conversation or X relationship or whatever, and just obsess about, you know, this future you want, whatever it is. Right. Um, well, life what kind of kind of starts to turn out differently once you start doing yeah. that, right? So yeah. <laughs> That's so true. And and do you mind sharing, Sylvie, for people who don't who aren't familiar with Dr. Joe Dispenza mm-hmm. and his work, um, a little bit of how he speaks to the science behind it? Right. Yes. So a lot of people that love him and are attracted to him, it's because he's very science-based. And so he's teaching you know, metaphysical and he's teaching all the stuff about spirituality and energetics, but not through that kind of woo-woo way where some people get turned off by it. And his approach is very scientific. And so that's his approach. And in addition to that, through the many years now, he's been also collecting data and information from all those who attend these retreats, because of course he's got this perfect Petri dish of like 1500 people in a ballroom for one week all eating the same food, all waking up and going to sleep at you know roughly the same time. Like it's just a perfect opportunity to collect data from um, those that are there. And he's doing a lot of studies, basically like microbiome studies. Um, they also did a massive study on the effects of meditation with COVID, which is a fascinating one. And, um, and then of course he's been measuring for years, like he's got thousands and thousands of brain scans of, you know, how our brain waves, uh, uh, change in meditation. And that's an important aspect as to why people heal, because we do need to move out of that high beta brainwave state, which is being critical and overthinking and slowing it down to more of an alpha creative uh, brainwave state and then theta which is that just before you fall asleep kind of state because when those brain waves are slower what ends up happening is the autonomic nervous system comes forward and it goes oh she's finally out of the way i can actually heal now and so the body <laughs> does its thing of healing because the body is always wanting to heal like in every now moment yeah. our bodies right now as we're talking to each other are healing right it's yeah. always healing 
we just don't know. We don't pay attention and we throw roadblocks in the way, of course. But, you know, our bodies are always healing. So um, his work is really based in science in terms of what he's teaching, like how he's getting you to understand all this work. And then he's also been collecting all this data to prove that people are literally changing their bodies by meditation and the way that they're thinking and the way that they're being and the fact that they change their thoughts, they change their actions, they change their feelings. You are upregulating up certain genes and downregulating other genes. Like he's now been able to, you know, prove this through science, which is amazing. And for all the people who don't believe it, you know, it gets more people on board. Yeah. Yeah. Which is just so incredible. His work is profound. Um, and I'm so thankful for your explanation. Um, it just helps. I think it helps me to hear it again. And I imagine people out there who might be curious. Um, I really strongly recommend meditation for any of you who are listening. Um, and I know that time at times it's like one more thing to explore, add in, right. And I always, I strongly believe if, if you're thinking like, I just don't have time, um, that's even more reason why <laughs> to yeah. to give yourself at least just begin with five minutes. Um, yeah. And yeah. And what I could add to that, um, you know, you know, meditation practice isn't just to sit at the meditation pillow or just to sit for those five, t- 10 minutes, you know, it's really about actually starting to become the observer and starting to learn how to become the observer, because the more that you practice it, because the meditation is just a practice to practice something because you're not going to do it perfectly when you first do it. Like it's just the the chatter in the mind is going to be wild because you're actually stopping to notice it. So of course it's, it's wild, but you're really learning how to become the observer. And the more that you can get better at being the observer, the more that in your daily life, when you start reacting to things, you can mm. actually catch yourself doing it. So it gets you out of the unconscious and moves you into the conscious, which is the only way to start making changes is you have to be aware. And the other really important thing that over the years now that I've learned from doing Dr. Joe's work, it's also not about just the meditation. It's about the meditation, but then when you get up, you've got to continue living that way. You don't have to, but that's the real work. That's the real mastery is how do I, I, okay, so I created this amazing feeling in my body for 45 minutes, but if I get up, and I go back to the way my old ways, then, you know, I, I'm not moving that along. So the real mastery comes when we can get up from our meditation and we sustain that feeling through the day, you know, no matter what comes. And even if something comes mm. and throws you off, but then you get back again, right? Yeah. So that's really what meditation practice is all about for me now at this stage, what I've understood for myself, it, it was this understanding how to practice becoming more present. Right, becoming more mindful, becoming more aware. And then now my practice has moved to, you know, I almost don't need to sit always for the 45 minutes because his meditations are long. It's about how do I hold that feeling all day within me? That's mm. what I really work on now. And anchor back to it and remember, you know, that anything is possible. That's yes. incredible. Yeah. And I, I appreciate you sharing like really how you feel in your body, because that is the other piece that um, so far in my experience with Dr. Joe's work that I think he does an excellent job at really um, helping to guide people to connect like to, okay, imagine you're 
you know, your dreams, your future that you want to live into. And then where do you feel that in your body, your physical body and in your, in your, um, like heart, um, so that you can connect with the feelings, yeah. um, not just staying in the head with the thoughts. So, yeah. yeah. Well, cause yeah. it's all about this physical vessel, right? It's right. all about this. And we've, you know, for whatever reason through many, many, many years now have been led under the illusion that it's all about the mind and that we have to figure everything out. But it's all about this vessel. This vessel is constantly communicating to you, whether it's physical things in terms of ailments and emotions. And it's all about this vessel and just paying attention to it, right? It's getting into the body, getting into the body, getting into the body. That's all that it's really about. And once we can get feel safe with that, and feel okay with it, then we're not worried about what comes up. We're like, oh, okay, you're communicating this to me right now. All right, I, I can give, I can either give you some time or give you some other nourishment or, you know what I mean? So it's all about the vessel, really about this body. Yeah, and it makes me think too, um, Sylvie, what you shared a little bit ago about how um, dropping in and and noticing what's coming up and what the messages the body's giving and then also honoring that, you know, like instead of um, pushing through or avoiding or running away from it, like really just feel it and and hold yourself right there, which I think is, is again, can be so challenging as humans. Right. Um, And we have a lot of things that can distract us or that we can run to, or that we go to, to um, when we bump up against something that, you know, may feel triggering or feel really, really scary or uncomfortable. And there's, there's the opportunity. So um, I appreciate you using the word safety, like starting to feel safe to, mm-hmm. to come back to those places. Wouldn't it be, I, I'm just thinking like, oh my goodness, this is just powerful work. And I so wish, you know, that we could teach our kids this or that our kids could be learning this in school, you know, like when they're young, like, okay, how to feel <laughs> and meditation, you know, but and I, I know I, I, yeah, but I think they I are. like to see it's happening. Yeah. I know, but they are because we're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so because we're doing it as parents, they are right. They absolutely are because the moment that we start changing, they start changing. Right. That moment we start to react less. Right. And we stop complaining, blaming, shaming, all those things. Then they, they will automatically change with us because they're in our energy field. So yes, I agree with you. Like, you know, it'd be great if in schools there was more of this, but you know what, they're, they're already doing it because they're seeing us change. And then, you know, they will probably be the, especially our children, their age, they will be the people that will maybe bring it into the schools eventually. Right. So it will make its way there. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. Very true. So Sylvie, I'd love for you to share more about your work. Um, And so you were sharing that you, you know, you became a certified functional medicine coach. Um, That's where you met my mom. I just want to do a shout out there, which is how (laughs) we've connected. Thank you, mom. Um, So I love that you two met through doing that program. Um, So you've been coaching women um, in that space. um, And, and now you're still doing that, but diving deeper, as you mentioned, into um, the more spiritual and energetics um, as a transformative intuitive guide. Um, do you mind expanding and sharing more about, yeah, what, what, what you do? Yeah. Yeah. So my work has evolved. And uh, so, you know, none of those parts are gone. So now when I sit with uh, private clients, I would say that there's always an aspect that's there of understanding what's happening with the physical health if they want to discuss it and in terms of nutrition and all that, I mean, that's available because um, I have that training, but certainly what I'd like to, um, what I enjoy the most and, you know, what I 
really, um, yeah, just brings me so much joy in terms of working with clients is diving into the energetics and into um, the why of what things are happening and not getting stuck there, but just having like a little bit of an understanding of it and really diving deeper with clients of um, uncovering and thawing out and untangling of all of those past kind of experiences that have led them to what they're currently in and feeling that they're kind of trapped or they're stuck or they're unsure of what to do next, right? People are very much in those kind of stuck places. And certainly the physical body plays into this because a lot of it, it's usually awakening happens for most people through the physical body, right? That's mm-hmm. the breakdown that really kind of gets them to wake up. So um, my sessions at this point with clients are always start with, you know, a conversation, start with dialoguing about what's going on, about what's, I just like to ask, like, what brings you here today? Like, what's on your heart today? Mm-hmm. And because that naturally just brings up what's what's going, what's what's there. And then, um, you know, there's a bit of teaching in terms of there's some basic principles that I think that most people generally don't. We know of them, but we generally don't practice them. And (laughs) I always say, I know they're not very sexy and it's pretty boring, (laughs) but we have to kind of really start to understand that I have to live in the present moment. And that's that's a big one. But that's a foundational thing. So that's kind of usually my area of starting with people is that we have to start to understand that and and start to practice it and become more consciously aware of it every day that you like life is different when we live in the present moment. And the moment, let's say that you get triggered, the first thing you notice is I'm not in the present moment because when you get triggered, you're not present. You're usually thinking about Mm -hmm. something about the past or the future. And that's why you're triggered. So so it's those kind of basic principles that I like to, um, that I guide people through, right? And then um, whatever is coming up, there's usually a, a belief program, right? Um, there's subconscious beliefs. And so then we work through whatever tools I have, a, you know, what my medicine basket, what I have in there. And so there's Psyche K that I work with, which is a modality to reprogram the subconscious mind. And then, as I've said, now I've moved into sound. And what I love about the sound is I find that it bypasses the thinking mind. Because sometimes if we do talk too much, uh, what I've noticed with people is they get even further into their story and further into the mm. story. And you know what? We don't need to get further into the story. We just need to kind of break out of it and create a new one. And sound helps to break up kind of those energies and frequencies. And I almost sometimes don't understand the real reason why it happens. I know some of the science behind it, which is, you know, we, we are basically, you know, sound can entrain your cells into a stronger frequency because, you know, the law of physics says that a stronger frequency, right. Vibration will entrain a weaker one. Right. So that's part of what's happening. But I think what also happens is that we bypass the thinking mind and we, because through sound allows your body to relax and it allows you to come into a more relaxed space, you kind of let go. And because you let go and you're in a safe container, you're give, you're being given the permission to finally let this go. Like you don't have to tell the story anymore. You don't have to keep living it anymore. And I find most time that people just need that permission and some basic principles and understandings of like how energetics work every day. And then you got to, you know, do the work yourself and and practice, you know, certain things every day. Um, so that's kind of, that's 
you know, how I'm working with clients. I mean, essentially I'm, I'm meeting people where they're at and, and because over now, I guess how many years it's been that I've been, um, learning so much for myself and adding to my medicine basket that I kind of just pull out what I see fits that person. Right. So, and I intuitively uh, definitely receive kind of intuitive information as to what to do. Like sometimes it's, I get a strong feeling to play the rattle, to, to drum, to play the crystal bowl, um, to break up the frequency because they're too much in a mind chatter about it mm. and we need to get over that hump. And so the sound comes in to get over that hump and then, you know, and then reprogramming beliefs, reprogramming, um, yeah, those subconscious beliefs that we've lived, we've been living through and, and, and hold on to, you know, that yeah. things have to be a certain way. Like we believe life has to be hard and it has to be challenging or it has to be like always. Right. And yeah. you know, just so many different belief systems that people have. And um, yeah, so it's, it's working through all of that. I, it's so incredible. And I just, I'm so, um, like it just, what's the word? I can't even think. I'm just, again, I mean to say in all, but I love the word medicine basket and that, you know, it's a lot to do with helping people to drop out of the head. And, and as you said, just like move through, um, and not necessarily like live and dwell in that stories, right? Because we do that so much already. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. And I just, do you know what's been interesting over the years is what I've noticed and what I've um, really have been trying to honor in myself is that the true gift that I bring is to actually really love the person that's in front of me. And I know it sounds weird as like, it's a client kind of relationship, but to me, always, I believe this, that love is the way through anything. And ultimately, what I find that I'm working with people is really guiding them to back to self-love. Because truly, if we're in a place of wholeness and we're in a place of self-love and we're not in separation, then all those things in the external, we can work through them. Right. So it's yeah. it's really coming back to those core pieces, which is, you know, self-love, wholeness and 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 just say non-separation, but just being whole, right? So, so my gift I always find with people is that I truly care and I do it like through love. I, I really, it just comes naturally, but the frequency that comes through me is always one of, of love. And I love that person. Like they're my best friend, you know, like I just really care for them. And I, and I always sense that they feel it. And so because of that, this is why I find that the change happens and that, you know, the shifts happen because, um, it, it's just, it's my intention, right? My intention when I show up for any session is that the highest good comes forward. Mm. And so it's, um, yeah. Yeah. And I can feel that. I feel that even just right now, you know, um, in this space, um, in the container we've created for this conversation, Sylvie. So it's, I can only imagine that anyone who gets the opportunity to sit with you, um, in your presence feels that love. And then, and then that mirror is back, right? It, it helps them to, as you said, like come back to self-love within themselves and perhaps for the first time. Yes. Yeah. 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 Wow. Um, so you had mentioned that you have something coming up and I didn't know if you wanted to speak to that and also share with others like where they can find you. Cool. Yes. I imagine you. there are a lot of people out there who are like, okay, <laughs> I'm ready. Sign me up with Sylvie. <laughs> uh-huh. um, so my website is um, sylvieolivera.com. 
So that's my website. And then on Instagram, you can find me on, as Sylvie Celestial Sound. And the celestial is a double L. And that there's a reason for that because I believe I'm working at the cellular level when I work with people. So it's oh, Sylvie Celestial Sound, double L. And yeah, I have a course coming up in May and it will be on the nervous system. And it's going to be about resetting and uh, rebalancing the nervous system because I believe uh, most of us, most everybody is working, always operating out of fight or flight. And so the course will be laid out over five weeks. It'll be live and it will be over Zoom. And um, the first half hour, I would say, will be teaching points and about different aspects of our nervous system and really about letting go about uh, letting go of frequencies that are very prevalent on the planet in terms of shame judgment um all sorts of themes so that's kind of going to be weaved in there and then the second hour uh, second part of the hour will be a sound transmission and so um i'll just be pulling out all the toys and uh, you know just just allowing the intuitive um channeling to come through in terms of what will be played. So it'll be a sound transmission, which will be resetting the nervous system and uh, changing your brain waves, right? So that they come more into alpha and theta brainwave state. So it's a really a course that is a bit of learning and um, also healing, you know, kind of all weaved in together with sound. So be fun. Oh my gosh. I definitely want to check it out. That's amazing, <laughs> Sylvie. Um, and people can find um, information to sign up on your website. Yes. Yes. Okay. And under, okay. I think offerings is the tab. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Oh my gosh. And I will, um, for any listeners out there, I'll have your information and your website um, mm-hmm. on the show notes so they could just go right to it. Perfect. perfect. Is there anything else that I guess is coming through for you that you feel called to share with listeners out there um, before we end? Yeah. Um, well, I think what just popped in my mind is to to try to every day to notice what your intention is. Cause I find most people who are on this path and probably listening to your podcast are on a path of growth and to have those check-ins and reminders every day that, okay, if this is my intention, are my actions and are my words in this moment aligned with that intention? And I find that that's helpful to kind of always be in that place of reminding ourselves that, um, you know, are my actions and my words right now in alignment with what I am seeking? And um, I just find that's helpful practice. So I just wanted to just offer that. Beautiful. Very helpful. And I think, you know, I, I think about words as words toward other people and ourselves as you've been speaking to so beautifully. Yeah. So yeah. thank you, and Sylvie. Thank you for having me. And also thank you for being such an inspiration because uh, whenever I see you two on, as I see you online, uh, you're just so fit and you do these long bike rides and you're, you know, <laughs> and you have, you know, your community as well. And you're helping also so many women. And I just want to say that I honor you. And I think that I'm just so grateful that we have this connection and I think it's wonderful everything that you're doing. So thank you for everything that you offer. Thank you, Sylvie. I really appreciate that. And uh, yeah, I get to um, I feel I'm receiving your light like so much. And I feel the same way whenever I see you share um, your posts or just see um, all the meditations and the sounds that you're offering. So I'm so excited that I had the opportunity to just learn more about you and then share you with with all the listeners and, and the world out there. So I'm really excited. 
for you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Take care. I can't wait to stay in touch and see, um, see what continues to transform for you. Wonderful. Thank you so much.